Hey guys, welcome back to another episode here at CrossFit Garage where we, we are aiming to lay a firm foundation in uh, fitness, food, and finances. If you're going to live for a very long time, fitness and food are going to be paramount. You're going to have to have that. And if you're going to live to that long, you're going to want money uh, because it's going to be a burdensome to somebody if you don't have the money. On the other side, if you're going to make yourself a lot of money and you have no fitness or health, then you're going to die early and give away your money to somebody else. So, I like to put all these three things together. Yeah, I know there's more, but it all starts with an F. <laughs> and um, that is my, uh, well, there's a long-standing joke with using, uh, uh, like, I've got this thing for coaching, which we're going to cover today. Coaching is uh, at the start of a class for coaching. It's the three Fs, fun, fitness, and for coaching. So if you have fun, you'll come back. If you're coming back, you're going to get fit. There's literally no way to do what we do. Even if you half-ass it, you're going to get fit. A year from now, you'll be way fitter. And the last thing is coaching or foot coaching because as you get fitter and you can see the results, you're going to know um, that and you, you, you see that we're pouring into you, you're going to know that we care. Once you know that we care, you're going to care what we know. So it's pretty, it's, it's harder to coach uh, adults, kids, whatever, when um, they're not really bought into it or sold into it. So sometimes we have to express our, hey, this, we know what we're doing. So anyway, today's episode, and it's actually, you can do, you can watch on Facebook or you can, this is a podcast as well, so it'll be both. But um, it's going to be about coaching and what we're trying to do with you and like what are the, I guess, the higher points, finer points and lower points and like why, if you go to a different gym, it's going to look different and why is that? Why why do we do something different than other gyms do? And, and the reality is if you go to 10 CrossFit gyms, you're going to see 10 different styles of class. But here's what we do on coaching. So the big thing is, and everyone, well, I'm going to say this for us. I would bet that probably 90% of the gym is going to, of the CrossFit gyms out there will follow about 80% of what I'm talking about. And then it's just going to dial into kind of the uh, specific element of their gym. For example, I'm not sending anybody to the games. If somebody comes to the gym and says, I want to go to the CrossFit games, or I want to be a competitor in the world of CrossFit, then I'm going to send them to a different gym because it's just not who we're set up to help. It's um, That type of person takes way more input than anybody else. So I would say 80% of the gym becomes something they need to use. And I I only have 20% left over for the rest of the members. So it's just tough to make it work. So there are other places that are set up for that. Knowing that, even if you're like, hey, I want to like compete in a lot of CrossFit events, not necessarily go to the CrossFit games. I'm going to coach you a bit different. Um, even like we've got a friend who opened up Cherokee Barbell down the road, uh, used to be part of our Olympic lifting group here. And their goal is to help you do Olympic lifts really well. So there's clean and jerk and there's the snatch. So they coach two things extremely well and that's all they do. Yes, it's good for your health and fitness and and they're dialed into that particular aspect. If somebody, and hopefully they do, go to a meet, if you're going to be that specific, you're probably going to go to a meet and you want to be as efficient as possible. That is not what really CrossFit is about. CrossFit is um, constantly varied functional movements executed at high intensity. Yes, do we want you to do it right? Uh, Yeah, for sure. But you don't have to do it perfect. Uh, For example, if I needed you to get over this wall, I just care, hey, get up and over it. Maybe don't do anything too stupid, but let's get up and over it. There's some tried and true techniques, probably like three ways you're going to get up and over. You could go get a uh, pole and try to pull vault over it, go to a local high school, grab a pole, and then try to jump over the wall, probably overkill. And that's kind of where we're going with this is what are we going to try to give you? And then what is overkill, right? <clears throat> so um, I want some of you guys that have said, I want those few people who have said, man, I still can't do this right. To, to I guess, to know that, it, yes, 
there is a there isn't really a right and wrong. There's just more efficient and effective. So does it really matter for what we're doing in uh, CrossFit if your clean your squat clean isn't perfect? No, we're we're looking at work capacity. So it's work capacity across broad modal time and uh, uh, physical domains. So it's it's your mode right and the time. I mean, there's other pieces in there too, but we want your power output to go up, not necessarily just have you do a really sweet clean and jerk or whatever it is, right? Yeah, we could squeeze out some extra numbers, but in the end, having a, um, if you were, I don't know, if your theoretical max for you was a 200 pound clean and jerk, and that was it, and I got you to 199, I would tell you that I probably failed as an overall fitness coach to help you with your whole life because I focused way too much on that. Probably better if I got you to 190. Yeah, that's pretty dang good. And the last bit of that journey is going to be very tough. Um, and it's it's not really worth it, right? So, uh, like, um, <laughs> one of my kids, Levi, he says, I love taking AP classes because I get to put all this hard work in early. And then all my AP classes uh, have their finals in, like, early May. And then I'm done with school and I don't have anything left I have to do. So I get a, like a extra long break. So he's talking about like this. Well, it's a maximal effort for AP class, but then it's minimal in terms of the time. I'm like, well, why don't you want to go to school and just like hang out? And he's like, ah, why would I do that? So a lot of times that last 20% or whatever it is, in this case, it was 5%. It's hard to capture. It takes a lot more time and dedication. If you had that much time and dedication that you put towards, in this case, the clean and jerk, then I'm probably not going to be helping you with your muscle up, right? That's probably going to go to the wayside. And this happens a lot with um, lifters. Hey, I'm lifting and my cardio went away. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens. I go upstairs and I'm really tired. I can carry something up those stairs, but I get tired. And that's just the thing. What are we sacrificing? So what we definitely don't want to do is go down so far the, the hole in a coaching of a skill that one, we demoralize you. Like, oh, you just can't do it. You just, you literally cannot stop yourself from pulling early. <laughs> That's okay, right? And we don't want you to think, well, this is never going to happen to me. I physically am not capable of doing it, so screw it. That's not it at all. We, we are moving head. So what do we do for strength? We lift heavy stuff. What do you do for cardio? We lift heavy stuff quickly, right? So we want you to be able to, and we do burpees and things, but we want you to be able to, be able to have fitness across that broad uh, uh, domain of movement. Okay, so here's how it usually starts. We're gonna, I'm, I'm gonna pick a deadlift. So the deadlift comes up, and I've got some uh, pictures that come along here, but this right now is just the monologue. Um, so the deadlift comes up. I'm gonna tell a brand new person, like like my brother Charles, he's brand new to the gym. He's like, hey, I know I can deadlift 200 pounds or more. I'm like, I, I, I bet you, you can. How about for me for today, we're gonna go light and easy to make sure we've got the movement down. So we always work on form before we push the weight. Then we're going to master the weight before we let you go at speed with that weight. So let's say, for example, the workout calls for uh, 225 deadlifts. And he's like, hey, I'm pretty sure I can get really close to that, but I haven't done it in a while. I'm going to say, yeah, let's back way off. Let's get up to about 135 and see how that's feeling. And then maybe use that in the workout or we'll have it as a test. Maybe we go down a little bit. Okay. So I'm watching this form. What am I looking for? So almost all things in coaching are going to start with your feet and your hands. And then we're going to, uh, and, and then your back position, but feet and hands, and then we kind of like go inward. Um, <clears throat> the other thing I want to point out or give to you guys before actually I, I get way down in the weeds here, um, 
all of my coaches are either have their level two, CrossFit level two, or are getting their CrossFit level two. So we push for a higher level of coaching. Does that mean that we're always going to like nail you down and like, hey, lift your rear up? I mean, not all the time. Um, if the weight's getting heavy, then yes, we're going to start dialing things in and we want you to be correct as much as possible. But there are times when like, like we will coach something and you just say no. And that is okay. We've told a couple members, Hey, when you uh, do a deadlift, don't bang it off the floor on the way up. And you know what they do? They still bang it off the floor on the way up. That's okay. If that's what they want to do, um, it is going to hurt their back a little bit. Give them a little bit of a pause there. Right? So at the end, I'm always like, Hey, make sure you roll out your back because banging the bar is going to lean you over. Right? But I'm not going to stop them and say, you get out of here. You can't do that. Whatever. Um, we're in this um, right here, we want you to become the hero of your own story. It's on the front of the screen, right? And how do we do that? You come in every day and do something. I promise you, even if you came in and did half of everything we did, if you came in four or five days a week, did half of everything we did, you'd be way fitter than you are today, next year. Anyway, anyway so um, I do, we'll be doing, we've done it in the past. We're going to go back into this, some coaching evaluation. So I'm looking for specific things. But one of the things I want you guys, you members to know, and anybody out there that's listening to this that doesn't come to our gym, if you're at a CrossFit gym, the coach would love it. And our coaches would love it. If you said, hey, please coach me. I want one. And this is what you would really tell a, um, a coach, not coach me. They're going to be like, of course I'm going to coach you. But I would say something like this. Give me one thing that I did well and one thing that I need to improve on. And that's going to go a very long way. Once you fix that one big thing, the next thing we will come to the top and then there'll be an opportunity to fix that. So give me one thing that I'm doing well. Give me one thing that I need to fix. And they're going to love that. Now, the corollary to that is I'm going to actually work on it to fix it. Sometimes, and it's tough, and this is the job we picked up, is, um, hey, I think you could, and the answer is no. (laughs) So I soften it a little bit with, hey, your movement looks good. Here's a next level thing you can do should you choose to or not to. It's up to you. Anyway, so we start with slow. We start with light. And we start with your feet and your hands. Typically, your feet are going to be under your hips because we want to drive more power. Um, sometimes we'll push them outside your hips or under your shoulders if we're going into a lower squat form. And I've got some video to show you for that. Um, we'll uh, uh, do some demo of the movement. So, hey, this is what the movement's going to look like. And then we have you guys build through the movement in some sort of a progression. Um, like, I guess the deadlift's pretty easy. Hey, pick up the bar and deadlift. But for the clean, it could be, hey, give me three deadlifts. Give me three hang power cleans. Give me uh, three uh, hang squat cleans. And then give me three... Uh, you know, clean. So that'd be a warm up style. But to teach that to you, I would do it differently. For example, if I was doing the uh, um, push jerk, I would have you put your hands at your side and say dip and then look at everybody's dip and then say drive and then land back in a dip. So you're going to dip and then drive and then land back in that dip form, right? So you're, you're understanding the timing of the jerk. Then I'm going to have you do the same thing, put your hands up on your shoulders and say dip. Then you're going to go down. Then I'll say drive and you'll punch or you'll jump to the top and then land in that jump. And the next step is going to be dip. And then when you drive, I'm going to want you to punch, right? And so that's helping you understand that the punch comes after I've fully extended. Many times we see us pulling with our arms or pushing with our arms before our body's really in the right place. Is it wrong? Uh, it's just not as efficient. Did it get there? Yes. Is it going to hurt anything? And that's what we're kind of watching is, are you doing something so weird that it is going to um, tweak your back, your calf, your arm, whatever, right? Your shoulder. Um, you can, again, with the feet and hands, you can fix a lot. The next is where does the butt go on the lift? And I got some stuff pulled up here for later on, but you can see like um, in this deadlift, if you look at this guy right here, you can see where his back is or look where the girl's back is. And then if you change it to uh, the startup position of this as a clean, 
um, the top, then you're going to see her butt is in a little bit different position. Um, and it has a lot to do with uh, uh, pulling as well as getting around your knees. And there's more to it, but the startup is going to be similar, but not exact. And those are the things that we're watching for. Okay. Um, typically, when you uh, get up on the bar, we want to be close to the bar. That way, when we're pulling, you're not leaning and getting pulled out away over your feet, right? So the shoulders are going to be over the bar, and then we're going to pull straight up. Um, your hands are going to be in a place where uh, they get out of the way. So does it really matter where your hands are on the deadlift? I mean, you put them in close enough and move your feet out far enough, then it becomes a sumo deadlift uh, uh, rather than a regular deadlift. So eh, yeah, kind of. But um, as long as it's not impeding in your movement or hurting you and facilitating a uh, like an arm bend or something or a rounded back, then yeah, man, we're going to be pretty good with that. Okay. So the next thing that we look at, I'll, I'll go with this uh, uh, deadlift or the clean. So they have a violent movement off the ground. Deadlift, not as violent because it's just going up to your hips, but uh, clean or snatch, right? So a violent lift up, up off the ground. One thing we want to make sure you're not doing is yanking your arms. So your arms are going to bend early. Not they shouldn't. Many guys pull early with their arms so their knees and their hips are still bent and their arms are starting to pull inward to like get that bar to their chest. Really, <clears throat> your arms should pull you under the bar, not necessarily pull the bar up, right? That's kind of like, do you need to know that? Yes, it's good to know. Do you have to do it that way? Not exactly. And I'd say probably 70% of the people I've seen do um, those movements, pull their arms a bit early. Does it kill him? No. You can even go, actually, I saw a great one. It was a picture of a guy in the games and he was pulling early. So you could still make it to the games and pull early. Um, does your butt have to be in the exact right position in this? Well, again, uh, there is a ideal spot, but here's the thing. Everybody's body is made differently. I tell people all the time, hey, we're going to do a squat, open your feet up. And then you, when I look, you should look when you're out there watching or, or uh, doing a squat, check out where everybody's feet are. They're in different places. And I'll tell some people wider, narrower, and they'll look at me and shake their head. No, I'm like, yeah, okay, that's totally fine. I would do something different. Maybe you're used to that. Maybe moving it out might feel weird at first, but gives you a lot more efficiency. We don't know until we try it. Okay, so <clears throat> we want to coach you those things. The other thing you can coach that is really easy is where and when to breathe. So typically, you are going to uh, uh, breathe a big breath in before you do whatever lift it is, especially if it's low rep. And then I like to hold it the whole time. Some people will say blow it out as you do the, uh, uh, like the, um, the, uh, not eccentric, the other one, <laughs> the concentric when you're going apart. So like at a bench press, when you're pushing up, you're breathing out. I don't particularly care to do that. I know some people really like to. I like holding my uh, chest and my, my core super tight. I don't want it to um, lose stability. And by decreasing the air inside of you, you're changing, you're deforming the inside. And, and by nature, deforming something is instable. So you're creating instability by deforming it. So I like to hold it tight. Um, so the part is, uh, uh, like I said before, where is your back? Um, these pictures that I've got up right here, actually, I totally skipped some stuff, but, um, the pictures that I've got up right here, look at this guy's back. I'm going to say it's flat, flat's not the, not the right word. The, um, what I'm saying is there's no arch upward or downward in his back. So it's like a table. Of course, um, this guy is at about a 45 degree angle. So it's not really a table. It's not parallel, uh, to the uh, floor. It's um, a, man, like a 45 degree angle. Anyway, so that's what we're looking for. And your core is engaged. So if somebody was to punch you, it wouldn't do anything because your stomach is like contracting and squeezing. So we're watching for that. <clears throat> now, 
Don't mistake this lifting technique for tips that I give out to be faster at the workout. Those are just tools in your tool bag. Like I know if you want to increase your Diane time, so Diane, not Diane, Grace, if you want to increase your Grace time, which is 30 clean and jerks at 135 pounds for guys, 95 pounds for girls, four time, then what you're going to want to do, well, there's a lot of things you could do. Will they help you? I mean, if, if you can't really lift 135, then the answer is no. This is assuming you've got, I don't know, let's say you've got a four minute Diane time or a three minute. Actually, this worked really well for Tim. So Tim, uh, Tim, uh, uh, Moy, he had a like 205 uh, grace time. He's like, how am I ever going to beat that? I said, well, I've got some things you can do if you want to try them. He said, yes, give me all of them. And so, um, I said, well, the biggest thing is form. You need to dip under the bar so you never get your shoulders tired because they're going to be the weakest part of the whole uh, system. So we practiced that for a while and I said, start with dipping under them. I know you don't have to because you're strong enough, but trust me, if you do that, you'll be able to keep moving quicker. I said, um, if you can't cycle them nonstop, then drop the bar because that gives you an opportunity to rest. So when you drop, you take a deep breath and then you're going right back to it. There is no real pausing. It hits, bounce, it hits, does a little bouncy bounce and you're grabbing and going. You're also going to be okay with lifting where your hands aren't in the exact right position because they're going to move around on the bar a little bit. The other I told him, I, I, I was a couple others I told him, but the last one I said, you're probably not going to like this one, but you got really big shoes on. If you took your shoes off, you would be an inch shorter. That's one inch less of distance. So that's 30 inches or um, almost three feet of travel time that the bar doesn't have to go both, uh, well, in this case up because he was dropping the bar. <clears throat> um, and so that's going to be helpful. So he's like, all right, I'll do that. And then he did something like a, a, like a minute 56 or something crazy. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what else I can do except come into the gym more often. <laughs> so there are some things you can do coaching wise that are um, help you uh, perform better, but aren't necessarily like a form or a technique. Um, yeah, I think it's a technique. I'd say a trick or something. But um, anyway, so uh, we don't want you to yank the bar off the ground. So you'll hear me say that a lot. Today we're doing um, cleans, either squat or power. And I'm going to say it to a lot of people. Hey, one, don't bend your arms. And two, don't yank the bar off the ground. You want there to be there to be pressure on the bar such that the barbell does not jiggle in the weights. It doesn't go clink, clink. It just goes up and it's quiet. Okay. Range of motion is important. That is something that we definitely teach. Do we nail everybody on it? No. And here's why. It is way better to do crappy squats than no squats at all. So if I've got somebody in here, I've got a member that's been here forever. I'm like, hey, when you do a squat, make sure you, your chest comes up all the way. And she'll look right at me and say, yes, I got it. And then in the workout, her chest does not come up. She's like leaning over at like a 45 degree, maybe like 60 degree angle and never fully stands up. Am I really going to say no rep to all of that? No, she knows. We talked about it. I've sent videos. It's okay. She is way fitter. And he, there's every, I mean, I would, when we did, uh, man, I forgot what workout it was, but there's a bunch of squats. Um, I specifically told every class, make sure you stand all the way up, open your hips all the way up. And by the end of it, almost everyone was uh, doing that little bowed over kind of squat. And I said, hey, stand up. And they're looking at me like, I am. You're like, no, you're not. But I'm not going to no rep them and tell them, hey, you got to go home. That's dumb. We're here for fitness. This is where the gyms um, like, like change. So I had a good conversation with um, Alan Lindsay. And sometimes he bounces down to um, a CrossFit gym in, in Atlanta that has a lot younger demographic. And there are people that do a lot of competitions. And he said, yeah, it's a little bit different. It's humbling. And I get yelled at for this and this and the other thing a lot. And I'm like, yes, 
But here's the thing. And so we had a great conversation about the style or type of the gym that you have. We are in this for health and fitness now, as well as, I guess, into your 90s, whatever it could be, right? What I'm definitely not into is telling somebody, hey, you uh, didn't get a PR back squat, so you need to leave. <laughs> That's just not what we're about. Now, I'd love to help people get a PR back squat. I would even love for people to do back squat without a belt. Oh, but Andy, it gets kind of heavy in my back. Great. If your back can't take it, don't do it. Instead, train your back and your core to catch up to the rest of your body. But that's just me. So I still let people do belts. But coaching-wise, we're going to give you options. And we're going to tell you what is the right form. We're going to look for safety. We're going to make sure that your hands and your feet and your back are in the right position. We're going to make sure that the movement is sound and the fundamentals are there. Then we'll start dialing in like, hey, as you start chasing weight, okay, so we need to fix this, this, and the other thing. Like uh, today, uh, I was uh, working out across from Brady. And he looked at me after he was done with his lifts. He said, good. And I was like, hey, so it looks like your hips and knees are muted. They're not fully extending when you were doing your warm-up sets here and we were building up in weight. I said, I probably wouldn't have said anything to you except you asked and I would watch to see if adding more weight fixed the problem. And it sure did. So another one, uh, Nick Lubbers, uh, he was doing, what was he doing? He was doing something, I don't remember. Oh, the timing of the the sumo deadlift high pull. The timing of the sumo deadlift high pull was off. I mentioned it and he's like, really? So I filmed it and he's like, yes, you are exactly, that is right. It is off. I said, but I I would get bet after having done this for so long, once you get into the workout and you get a little bit tired, your body is going to remember and find the exact right timing because you can't pull early because your arms are going to be tired. Sure enough, in the middle of the workout, his uh, sumo deadlift high pulls were beautiful because he's a bit more tired. His body knows the mechanical working. And so should I ding him and be like, Nick, get out of here. You can't do it. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> he's, uh, I think he's a little bit younger than me, but we're in our, well, he's, is he, are, Nick, are you 50? I don't know. But <clears throat> let's say Nick is 50. I'm 50. And I know his goals are not to... <laughs> you know, go to the NFL. His goals are to be harder to kill. He specifically told me, I want to be harder to kill. I'm like, well, the way you'd be harder to kill is to lift something heavy and go below parallel, right? And what I mean by parallel, that's your hips go below your knees a little bit, right? All right. So there are other things we look at and I didn't use anything on this website yet. So I'm going to do, start doing that. I'm going to use some, uh, uh, some tools here. So one thing that we coach is intensity. And this is hard to coach people in because um, they want to fight on what is this workout trying to ask for. And the only person we can really know what the workout is asking for is the guy who programmed it, right? So we had a workout the other day. It was um, bite 10 calories and do 10 burpees, go back and forth for 10 rounds. It says in here the intended stimulus is between 12 and 15 pounds. Um, I'm sorry, pounds, 12 and 15 minutes. I would say the vast majority of our di- gym did it over 15 minutes. Thus, we missed the stimulus for this workout. What we should have done is said, hey, I'm not going RX, I'm going to do nine rounds, or I'm going to go as physically hard as possible as I can for 13 minutes, and I'm just going to cut it off at whatever round I'm at at 13 minutes. It's a different workout. I went in there knowing that I hadn't worked out in a bit, I got sick, and hey, if you ever want to lose weight, give yourself a good stomach virus, and uh, man, <laughs> don't do that. I was totally kidding. But um, yeah, so I was uh, I was not in the best shape to do something like this, so I went a little bit easier. And I was like, hey, they give, we gave ourselves a 20-minute time cap. I was like, I'm just going to take all 20 minutes. I'm just going to sit here and you know, go at a nice steady pass, I, uh, uh, pace. I want to move. But the stimulus is drive hard. 
Okay, let me back up to another day. What can I see? Um, so stimulus in this this workout. Uh, okay, rope. There was uh, two rope climbs, ten GHD sit-ups, and twenty box jumps. So they're gonna tell us, hey, the intended stimulus is twelve to eighteen minutes, so about a fifteen-minute workout, right? What did we do, and how do we scale for that? So we should be intending towards the effort that they're asking for, not uh, just RX. So it the, the the RX is just a guideline for us to say, hey, this is what we're doing. It's a great place to do some comparison, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's right for you. You should scale and modify. So here's another one. We did um, some heavy deadlifts and their stimulus is to uh, build to a one rep max. And actually we did exactly that the other day. So now here, okay, actually let me take that back. Here's the difference. Um, If you can see this, then you're looking at the workout and all it is is the deadlift. There is nothing else. We typically add a little something extra in there because one, everyone lifts a little bit quick and CrossFitters are a little bit anxious and they're like, ah, I got to do something else. And so we'll throw in some um, accessory work. Also, not every one of you comes five days a week. And so if you're not coming five days a week, you're missing something and we'd rather give you something a little bit extra. I think it'd be better to give you another piece than for you to skip around. And let's say you accidentally landed on heavy day every single time you came in. Yeah, you're missing a huge component of cross fitness, right? Uh, Let's look at another day. So this was um, uh, as as many rounds as possible in five minutes, row 500 meters and medicine ball shots, and then rest and do it again. So, okay, this is something interesting to note. The workout itself is five minutes, then they give you five minutes rest, and then another five minutes. So I know already that they want you to blow this out of the water because the rest is equal to the uh, the amount of work from the beginning, right? So they're going to want you to dive in and go hard. Plus, it's just five minutes. And then you put, you know, together that's 10 minutes. So you look down here and they're going to say, yeah, we want um, uh, you to be able to hit uh, two minutes for a round. Let's see, 500 meters. Yeah, that's about right. <clears throat> so I would scale that to get to the two minutes that they want, right? So it would probably be be like a 400 meter row and then, uh, let's see, you, oh, it's however many wall ball shots you can possibly get. So I would do maybe a 400 meter row so I could get off the uh, the rower and get to the wall balls. In five minutes, I would have some time for wall balls, but it wouldn't, um, I wouldn't be there for very long. 500 meters, what is that? Uh, probably like um, 155. So I guess I'd have like three minutes of the wall ball. So maybe I wouldn't um, pull that shorter. Let's see. And then you do it again. So they want you to uh, uh, bang it out, right? It's two bangers. Uh, going back, another one. So it was uh, 15, three rounds, 15 hang power snatches and 15 chest to bar pull-ups. So in here they say, hey, um, you should be able to go, uh, <laughs> wow, look at that, sub 10 minutes. Advanced athletes uh, push for sub five minutes. So they're saying it's a five to 10 minute workout. <laughs> I guarantee you, none of us did that uh, in five to 10 minutes. So it would be to edit the workout so you can hit their time domain. Here's the tricky part about CrossFit. CrossFit lives in the couplets and triplets, meaning it's a a couplet would be like running and deadlifts, or a triplet would be pull-ups, running and deadlifts, right? So a couplet and a triplet in the movement. Um, And it lives in that 8 to 12-minute time domain. The reason is once you start pushing past that, you get out of the anaerobic, the uh, glycolytic and phosphogen cycles, and you get into the aerobic oxidative, the breathing cycle, right? So they know after some study that this time domain, eight to 12 minutes and a couple of triplets 
tend to allow you to move with some uh, extreme prejudice, right? Some, uh, you know, be able to really kick it out there. Okay, so that's intensity. Always listen to what the coach is going to say. Hey, the, the intended stimulus is, or this is how many rounds they would like you to get. That's the intended stimulus, right? So then make some adjustments uh, accordingly. And the coach is going to help you with that. So there's more than just coaching form, which, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that gets coached, a lot of stuff that gets talked about. And, um, Sometimes it have nothing to do with the gym. So it's it's crazy what comes up in the business. But we're here for you. We want to help. This is why we do it. I mean, if you ask any of the coaches, like, hey, do you like to help people? The answer is going to be yes. Anyway, so the next thing that we really kind of push on is, oops, and there's a CrossFit website, is um, core to extremity. So if you look at this deadlift form, actually, I'll hover over it and you see him lift. So um, this is really easy. His feet and his hands do absolutely nothing. His core is doing all the movement. His shoulders and uh, uh, ankles and knees are doing so- some movement. But it's um, we do the bulk of the lift from the core, and then we speed up to the lighter side with the uh, the hands and feet, right? So we don't start with our wrists in the snatch or our elbows. We let our core, our, our glutes, our abdomen, our quad, do that heavy lifting, start generating that momentum so that then our shoulders and then elbows and uh, uh, wrists or whatever can do their their inning bit. Okay, uh, let's see what else I want to show you on this workout. <clears throat> so CrossFit actually is kind of interesting. They got a lot of really cool stuff in here. Uh, you can go to their uh, Facebook page, put in any workout and um, or movements. Uh, one thing that is pretty cool, they have the uh, nine foundational movements. Let's see if I can speed this up. You guys can see these while I talk. So the nine foundational movements are just basically the, the basic movement that everything is going to springboard from. So it starts with the air squat, and then you're going to move into a, a front squat and a back squat, right? So we're making it more challenging, a little cum, uh, cumbersome, and increasing the load. Then you're going to move from like um, deadlift to sumo deadlift to sumo deadlift high pull to med ball. Um, So in the clean, um, you've got, uh, well, from the press, let's say, would be, you've got the push press and then the push jerk. And then, um, what else? Well, there's nine, there's nine of them. And <laughs> this guy's squatting in front of me. But it is actually kind of nice. You can see what they're looking for and um, the points of performance, as well as if you get into the other movements, they'll show you their progressions, which I love their teaching, teaching methodology. Oh yeah, overhead squat. There you go. Um, Anyway, so when we are in um, our system Wattify, it also imports all of these notes. So the coach gets notes on what we're doing for the day. It's great. So sometimes it says, hey, make sure you cue this. I'm like, yeah, my guys don't need that. I'm going to use that cue right there. So it's nice to have different bits and pieces that are uh, happening um, and that they're telling you. So I could choose to use them and give them to you or not. Another thing that's, I mean, it's not coaching, but it's just part of being a coach is, hey, we need to respect your time. Did you show up on time? Well, we're starting on time, right? And, um, of course, I sure wish everyone stayed to roll, but that's the thing. Okay, so um, the other parts of coaching are why are we doing this? And you may say, Andy, I have no desire whatsoever to ever do a muscle-up. Great. Let us know that, and we're going to change the movement to something different, right? We still like the gymnastic capability of that, so we may change it to the pull-up and the dip, right? We'll find something that is maintains the stimulus, the movement that we wanted, while also giving you that same uh, stimulus in the time domain. Um, the other thing that we need to do for you guys is help scale, uh, and it's 
can be difficult to work on a scale, especially since um, you may bounce from class to class or have a different coach from time to time. I'm not gonna know exactly what you did, so I do rely on like, hey, today's pull-ups. The other day was pull-ups, what did you do? I did jumping pull-ups, okay, let's not do that. What are we trying to, what are we missing in the pull-up? Let's find the next thing we can do. Maybe it's um, negatives, maybe it's uh, banded, right? Or maybe it's uh, uh, just strict holds or something. So we wanna help you get through that. So what I would like from you guys is one, hey, do you feel like you're getting coached? If you are, that is great, because that's what we're here for. If you're thinking to yourself, no, I never feel like I'm coached, let me know, and I will totally coach the shit out of you, so, or the stuffing out of you, <laughs> and uh, make sure they know. The other thing would be to just simply tell a coach, hey, in today's movement, whatever it is, workout, can you please uh, tell me one thing that I'm doing well, one thing that I need to work on while we're doing the warm-up. That way I can fix it and warm up on it and they would love it to, to have permission to tell you something that is tough sometimes it's tough you tell somebody hey you're still pulling early and they're like tears i'm still pulling or i've been working on this you're like yeah so you gotta like say it with the right amount of coach and love okay so what do we have here next oh this is kind of cool so crossfit also puts out a lot of stuff on their level two which is um, all of our coaches have that and level two is how to be a better coach and they coach you with coaching and it's pretty cool so seeing and correcting is a big part of it Typically, you're watching the static portion, and then for everybody, so I'm going to say, I don't know, the, the deadlift, um, good, wow, it's a bad one, uh, let me pick, actually, no, it's good, deadlift, and the setup, everyone gets set up, we're here, we're there, we got our, um, you know, lift your rear, I'm going to walk around and look at everybody's feet, their butt, their arms, their shoulders, and then I'm going to say lift, and I'm going to watch one person, and what are they doing in their lift? If I see that they're not pulling all the way up, I'm going to tell them, hey, Tina, make sure you stand fully all the way up. And go. And I'm going to watch Tina again. So some of you may say to us, like, hey, or think to yourself, why do they always do such basic stuff? Like, I know, uh, like today, Brady and I, we've been here for, I don't know, two years. Does he need the basics? Yes, the answer is yes. But if I said, hey, Brady, just start warming up your, your uh, uh, clean, he knows what to do. But this gives me an opportunity to watch you dynamically and to watch the class statically, right? Give everybody a couple reps. So it's what we do to catch, um, well, you triage, right? What is the worst thing? Usually it's going to be the brand new person. You're like, hey, let's fix this first, right? First is safety. So uh, triage it out. Typically it's going to be, let's fix your back. Let's work on the timing. Let's get your feet and your hands in the right place. Um, okay. So please talk to the coach and say, coach me, give me something. Um, and then let me know if you're like, hey, they didn't do it. <laughs> let me know and I'll totally make sure it gets done. I, I would imagine after, especially after that last level two we did, all of us are chomping out the bit to give you more coaching. It's just like how and when and um, what specific buttons to push. Like if I told, I don't know, Mike, uh, Mike Kim, hey, if you did this, you could get another 40 pounds on the bar. He'd look, probably look at me and say, I don't care about that. <laughs> So I'm going to coach him at a different spot than um, like uh, uh, Jake Smith. When he comes in, he wants to lift a lot and he can. So I'm going to probably give him a different uh, uh, technique. So some of that is on us as understanding who you are and where you're at. But also some of it is on you. Let us know. Give us the permission, right? So anyway, hope you guys like this. Uh, there's a lot that happens in coaching with um, the Open coming up. I've And I'm going to continue to do this, but I've opened up a Saturday class after the 9 a.m. class at 10 o'clock. Uh, not a class, a session where you can work on your skills and I will coach you through whatever those skills are. Muscle-ups, pull-ups, kipping, dips, uh, rope climb, whatever it is um, to help us with the open. Of course, rope climb won't be in the open, but I'm still here to help you. 
Um, just put your name on the board. It's free for members, 50 bucks for alumni, and it's not really intended for anybody out there in the world that doesn't know anything about CrossFit, but um, if you've never been with and you want help, um, then I guess that's personal training, so sign up for that instead. Um, happy to help, but it's just not what that uh, this particular uh, course is for or this session. Use the 9 a.m. class to warm yourself up. I'm not saying take the class, but use it to warm yourself up. Bring your phone so you can record because we're going to get a picture or video of you doing the movement, whatever it is. That way we can break it down, maybe even make some compilation of, hey, this is where I started and this is where I ended. We'll see. We did that the last couple times, and I'll keep that going. So if you want very specific coaching in a thing, I'm going to have stuff on Saturday. So usually it's every time I coach on a Saturday, I'll add it, and um, you guys can um, sign up for that, and I will drill into whatever it is we're doing for that day. Typically, the harder things are Olympic lifting and some of the gymnastic skills. Doing a squat really isn't that tough, but we do want people to fix their squat. Um, okay, hopefully that helps give you some idea what we're trying to do on the coaching side. It's not as easy. It's not as black and white as you would think. Um, there's a lot of pieces and parts to it, though. If you give us permission, man, you will make us smile. All right, guys. Um, hope that helps. Y'all be good. Ah!